podcast intent for information on educational purposes only, not for the purpose of rendering medical advice. As always, information should be pulled from multiple credible sources. Cross reference wormlet your almost accurate hypothesis. Evans can support always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any question regarding a medical condition. <gasps> this is the actual PT podcast, where actual problems meet actual evidence, producing actual results. And your hosts, Troy Lind and Taylor Flocken. Hello, actual PT Nation. It is uh, Dr. Troylin and Dr. Taylor Flocken. How are you doing, Dr. Taylor Flocken? I am... Dr. Taylor Flocken. Dr. Taylor Flocken, I'm doing well. <laughs> good. Good to hear. What are we talking about? Are we the, uh, this is kind of a piggyback off the last episode we did, which was benefits of... Well, we were talking about... Something. We were talking about... Uh, Benefits of uh, resistance. resistance training. I'm sensing a lot of resistance from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in one of the myths, we kind of talked about how um, resistance training makes you uh, immobile or stiff, inflexible. Stiff. Yes, and it was a myth, which means it was not true. Yeah, it it it's very selective. It alone does not make you stiff. It's more you not giving the right uh, stimulus to your body that makes you stiff so to answer the question i asked taylor we're talking about hypermobility versus hypomobility correct yep we're talking about people who are loosey-goosey and people who are um stiff as a board i, they thought, do, I was they, really hoping you were going to come up with a good phrase like stiffy liffy or something <laughs> something that rhymes with like loosey-goosey yeah, <laughs> yeah well, stiff biff i don't like that. i don't like that either i don't like anything you're saying no but let's just start out with something simple for okay. my brain and the viewers or listeners. Yeah, brain. yeah. Um, what is hypomobility and what is hypermobility, Taylor Flocken? So hypomobility that just describes um, either a either one particular joint or if it's across a whole body or a whole limb it can describe multiple joints as being stiff like they just don't go through a normal range of motion there are limitations and that can be from a huge number of reasons just as the opposite of that hypermobility is just a joint that exceeds normal range of motion and um i got a question for you troy based off that information which one's better that, my friend, is a loaded gun. That is a very loaded gun. Let me let me guess. It depends. I would I would say it. I'm wearing depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends, Taylor. They they are depends. Um, okay. Um, it depends on the person. Yep. It depends on the activity. It depends mm-hmm. on the point in time. I think uh, I think that's a well put answer. It, in general, um, I think uh, being somewhere in between is a good general place to be. But there are certain sports, there are certain activities that tend to favor one over the other. Um, dancing, gymnastics, um, all uh, pitching, pitching, yeah, upper extremity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those all tend to benefit from people who are a little bit more mobile, Gumby like. Yes. People who can uh, flex and go in all sorts of different directions very easily. Whereas uh, some other activities such as um, powerlifting, um, I I would imagine 
I would imagine something maybe like football to a certain extent for depending on position. Yeah, yeah. I'd um, say off. Yeah, I'd say uh, like offensive extreme. line yeah. maybe because like kickers want to be extremely flexible because yeah, yeah, they like to get you want to drive all the way through with the mm-hmm. with the with the leg. But yeah, I would I would definitely argue, especially with regards to. Um, Injury, um, injury prevention. Well, I was gonna mm. say with with like offensive linemen, for instance, if you have hyper mobile shoulders, you're gonna dislocate those suckers. Oh yeah. So you actually prefer hypo for certain body parts, right? Like, um, yeah. Literally, just that extra joint stiffness it actually adds stability to the yeah. joint because it's this inverse relationship between uh, stability and mobility. And mobility. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about, you talk about proximal stability before distal mobility. Is that what you're talking about? No, but that is an important concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So, in general, I would say for most people, um, I think being closer to you know normal, just you know, neither one extreme nor the other is better because it's going to open you up to the greatest number of activities without issue. Yeah, and that, and you know, a lot of the people that we see, a lot of the, tr- I shouldn't say trickier people, but. A lot of the times what we see in our clinic, walking in our clinic, is either hyper or hypomobility. So either mm-hmm. not enough mobility to get the job done, so something's hurting, or too much mobility, too much last, uh, uh, elasticity. elasticity occurring to not get the job done. So what we're saying is people should strive to be quote-unquote normal because when you're normal, a.k.a. you have the exact right range of motion and stability mm-hmm. to do... The activity, mm-hmm. usually, right. unless of overuse or something, or loss of form, mm-hmm. or you know, so usually injury will not occur. Right. But when you get into trouble is when you have too much, when you're too elastic or your joint is too lax mm-hmm. and not stable enough, then something goes wrong. Or the opposite, this segment in my back is super stiff, mm-hmm. and now it's not moving like it should into extension or, you know, Ooh, whatever it is. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. usually the pain generator. Right. Right? So it's one or the other. It can be yeah, yeah, chicken or the egg. I, I think, you know, in terms of general management, I think hypermobility is a lot tougher, especially um, going through the aging process, um, because... A lot of times people who are on the hypermobile side and they very frequently will be involved in sports or activities that, you know, give them advantages in those settings, dancing or what have you. They leave that activity. They are no longer getting that, you know, daily or multiple times weekly stimulus to be stable. And so now the joints flying all around the place. It's way too lax and uh, they running into... uh, they're just running into overuse issues very easily because they don't have stability. They're not keeping things great. It, the way I, the way I like to think of it is with great mobility needs to come great stability. Is this Spider-Man? Um, with great I, power I, comes great I, I, Yeah, it, 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 I kind of got it from Spider-Man a little bit. I just modified. <laughs> it makes sense to people. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I have it. I used to. I, st- I guess I still do. But I used to have extremely flexible hamstrings. Mm-hmm. I used to, for some reason, when I was a kid, I'd stretch like six times a day. I think I had read some, you know. You yeah. Just, yeah. Anyways, but with that, like you said, with that came issues with, I would get hamstring tears like all the freaking time. Like I think yeah. I tore both hamstrings twice each in high school athletics Ooh. because I wasn't training them properly. Right. I didn't have the right coaches in place when I was resistance training mm-hmm. to train my posterior chain adequately. Yeah. So... 
I had the I didn't have the stability to do my exercise to do my my exercise or my movements properly, right. and I would have injuries all the time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't through self diagnosis till I found it. So if it wasn't for becoming educated, it would still be an issue. Right, right. Like the for those people, their muscles just have to be really on point with proprioception. Like your brain needs to know yeah. exactly where that joint is in space at any given time. Otherwise. Risk of injury, especially with anything that's high intensity or high impact, I mean, it's it's, it's just going to be a lot higher. Yeah. But, you know, I will say that having that extra mobility, I mean, it can allow for huge, huge um, athletic feats that only that person can uh, manage. Yeah. And um, and um, it, it, I, I, I'd argue it allows for increased buffer, if you will, or whatever you want to say, room yeah. for adaptation, for increased adaptation. So right. a perf- one example that just came to my mind was let's let's uh, compare my squatting to your squatting, right? Right. You have extremely it, tight. You are the definition yes. of hypomobile. And it's only in the lower half of my body. <laughs> yeah, because your upper half is hyper. My, and my yeah. upper half is hypo. <laughs> <laughs> we are the fl- inverse of each other. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, uh, but, but in a simple um, comparison, I am hyper. You are hypo with regards to the lower extremity. Yeah. Now let's try to do a, a squatting task or maybe mm-hmm. a squat variation. It's going to be far easier for me to pick it up from the just simple aspect of I can get through the range of motion. I just have to learn the stability requirements. I just right. have to learn the the technique with regards to what, mm-hmm. what co-contraction do I need or yeah. what pattern, neurologic pattern do I need. You might need to just spend how much time just trying to get into the position. For instance, yeah. I was trying to teach you how to properly do a single leg Bulgarian. Oh, yeah. And so for me, I can just hop into the Bulgarian and I just have to learn the pattern of movement. You can't, you I are can, compensating with every muscle in the lower leg because you can't even get the depth first. No, I can't. <laughs> you just can't hit the simple construct of, I can't hit parallel, let alone, like I can't get to parallel. Right. Let alone, can I do, do the weight? Let yeah. alone can I do the stabilization, let alone can I ban like yeah. you can't check the first first box of it. Yeah. But that being said, I mean there's something that goes with stability also equals, you know, you know, uh decreased risk of further injury because it's a more stable segment. But right. it, but you know, you there's there's pros and cons to each, right? And that's no, a absolutely. huge pro of being more mobile. Yeah. Yeah, just the the potential is a lot higher there. Yeah. Um, in in regards to athletic feats, athleticism, just mo- yeah, yeah, just just movement in general. Yeah. Um, but you know, for some activities, maybe more movement's not good. Well, and switching, you know, we've been talking about hypermobility. Switching to hypomobility, I am hypomobile in my upper body, mm-hmm. extremely. I'm stiff yeah. as a board, and that's actually beneficial for one aspect because in playing college football, I tore both my labrums. Yeah. So if if I was hypermobile in my shoulders with tore labrums, oh, I probably would have they would have been dislocated a long you'd time. You'd be dislocating left and right. I would have had surgery mm-hmm. a long long time ago, but because I'm so stiff, it's able to kind of compensate for that injury yeah. and it prevents me from it from getting any worse. Right. Um well, you know, within reason obviously, but Yeah. I I basically haven't needed surgery because of that. And mm-hmm. I notice once I stretch and loosen things up, when I then bench or something that require that puts strain on that injured segment, mm. I have increased pain the more flexible my shoulders become. Yeah. In that movement. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, between hyper and hypomobility, but because hypomobility, a lot of times, like we see it in lower back pain a lot where you're just stiff lower back. And that's a lot of the reason, because you're just not moving. Like the segments yeah. are not moving the way they should. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at McKenzie, like uh, McKenzie principles, it's like a lower back treatment. We've talked about it in the lower back episode, but I think um, oh, it was a long time ago. Don't quote me on that. Um, but if you don't have the movement through that segment, I mean, just by putting people through that motion, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll increase range almost quick, like first session. Yeah. And their pain usually decreases with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's usually the issue in a hypo mobile person. If mm-hmm. if that's the pain generator, if you just get it moving normally in the range that they... Because certain a- activities need X amount of range of motion. Right. Like going downstairs, you need X amount of range of motion at the ankle, yep. the knee, the hip to, to just be able to do it. Right. Yeah. So if you don't hit that, you're going to be in pain or just not be able to do the activity. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's... I don't know. It's it's interesting the uh, you know how it all plays out, and at the end of the day, you just have to play your hand uh, the best way you can. Um, yeah, and and it should be personalized. And ca- exactly, and that's what I was kind of saying uh, last episode. That in terms of like you know stretching, you don't necessarily need to stretch every you know joint in your body, mm-hmm. and how you use your body really should uh, dictate what you choose to stretch and what you choose to try and uh, get be a little bit looser. Like for me. I have to do like a lot of lower extremity strengthening as uh or loosening as uh Troy uh talked about earlier because otherwise my squat depth isn't very good. Um I uh, start getting into uh, some patellar issues. Uh so yeah. And I think also too though, um uh, kind of like another thing with the hyper mobile people um that also kind of dictates how we uh, go about treatment for the for them because typically they don't need mobility work they don't and they especially don't need joint mobilizations 100 i was literally just typing it out um the <laughs> like i tell everyone like i read that you read this all the time in like just general mm-hmm. uh, strength conditioning books and stuff like that and mm-hmm. pts but it's like if it's loose strengthen it if it's tight stretch it right yeah and I think that is just so widely lost because, I mean, you're right where you can stretch something like we we see it in the elderly population all the time Mm -hmm. like with my patients, right? It's like, oh, we should, what stretches should I be doing? I feel like I should be, it's almost overwhelming. It's like, oh, I should be stretching every joint and every range every day. And it's like, no, because if you're not doing anything with that range, the second you stop stretching, it's gone. Right. You should only be stretching if you're doing an activity so, for mm. instance, for me, I do a I for me for back squat. When I'm back squatting, the only thing that's keeping me from getting into the hole at the very bottom is my ankle mobility. Mm-hmm. My right ankle is stiff as a freaking board. Yes, it is. I have like 15 less degrees on my right than my left, mm-hmm. and it it and it affects everything I do in the gym with regards to lower body. So for me, it doesn't matter how much more flexible or less flex my flexible my hamstrings are when my issues my ankle. Right. So I've identified the issue. I should just stretch the ankle. And don't get me wrong, there's mobilization stuff, right? Going, yeah. going I'm going through different movements, right? But it's mm-hmm. like with regards to true stretching, really that's what my focus should be. Mm-hmm. And that's how people should do it, right? It's like, oh, if I can't reach out of the top shelf with my arm, mm-hmm. then you should probably stretch into shoulder flexion. Right. And that's like that's how you should gear what you're doing because it should be patient or individual specific. Yeah. And Another reason why I hate Cairo's approach. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hate it. Just hate it. M- manipulate everyone. Yeah, I'm just gonna and and manipulate or they yeah it's manipulation. Do they say corrections or uh, no adjustments, adjustments? Adjustments. That's their yeah. term. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone that walks in the door, here's a twenty dollar adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that all the time where it's like, oh, we do this promo. Come in and we'll we'll adjust every um, joint in your body for fifty dollars or something, or or mm-hmm. come back in two weeks after we adjust you. It's like a lot of the times they don't even they. They will test the joint, right? Because you have to somewhat test the joint to crack it to get it into position. Argue, you have to move I, it. I, I'd I argue mean. not. I'd argue not every uh, one does. Oh yeah, I mean that's that was that's what I was gonna say. Is I mean if you're just in there adjusting everybody because they have pain, how do you know if it's a hyper hypo mobile segment? Right. What do you know about that person? They are in. I mean, I've seen some people I would never have guessed are uh, really mobile, and here they are touching their toes in front of me. I'm like. I would not guess looking at you that that would be the case, but here we go, you know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I, I've had lower back pain. I've had, you know, several different issues, and I've gone to Kairos for it, you know, when I was younger um, and like high school and stuff, and they would just willy nilly crack my ankles, crack my back, mm-hmm. uh, adjust me here, there, and everywhere. And they never once test me. And I was, I was, I, like I said, I'm hyper mobile. Yeah. I actually needed stability exercises to, to get rid of my lower back pain. Right. Or to get rid of my knee pain, I needed increased stability. I didn't need you to crack my foot or it, adjust my hips. That yeah, annoys the crap out of me. Oh, to get a uh, well, and I mean, with those adjustments, it's just a momentary neurologic change. Yeah. Um. It. We 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 can go down this rabbit hole for a long time, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it is it, my one of my biggest. Uh, but but yeah, you know, stretching needs to be very selective and needs to be geared towards what you want to do with your body. And that being said. I don't want to sit here and say don't go to chiropractors because they are atrocious. I actually just read a systematic review today getting ready for these episodes that mm. uh, that stated that there is not a difference or there, there there's moderate evidence showing that there's not a difference between physiotherapy and chiropractor with regards to outcomes. Wow. Probably because we do a lot of the same things. They're mm. able to dry needle now. Right. They're able to do manipulations. They're able to do ultrasound east stem i mean you see them use a lot of they use more passive uh more passive things but there are you know there are good kairos out there i there certainly my are. cousin for instance was a Cairo that i went to and he would give me he, yes he would manipulate everything which was not i would argue not the good best thing to do but at least he'd give me stretches or exercises he would there, there would be some follow-up there and yeah which which is which is fine and it did help and it, mm. it, it cured the issue but the the biggest issue is just treating every joint the same as hypomobile is just going to exacerbate the issue in people with these mm-hmm. hypermobile segments. No, exactly, exactly. Um, and I also I also read something. I kind of going back to the Cairo thing that a lot of the there are good Cairos out there, but mm-hmm. they also typically treat very similarly to physical therapists. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what I was going to say is. My cousin, who I would argue is a better, mm-hmm. who is definitely the best Kyra I've ever seen. Don't get me wrong. I've only seen like two or three in my life. But yeah. he was by far the best because what I just say, he gave me exercises he followed and stretches up. <laughs> to yeah. do after, yeah. which is the opposite of what the other ones do. Well, and and he definitely wasn't cracking me as a baby. Don't even get me started on that. Well, and uh, I mean, therapeutic uh, exercise is not a formal part of Cairo's education. Yeah, at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and I'd that, argue it's not even that great of an education. Uh, 
and PTs. <laughs> it, it is questionable. It, it is, it's interesting how many PTs uh, do not know lifts. Do not know lifts. I not connect the dots. Yeah, I was reading this thing um, the other day. It was just like discussion about like uh, powerlifters. Like uh, somebody was saying, you know, why are PTs deferring powerlifters for uh, technique? And it's just like these are guys who've been benching, squatting, and deadlifting for. 20 30 40 mm-hmm. years yeah they understand how the body should move in some ways better than what we don't know and granted we might use more technical terms but not all pts know lifts that great yeah i mean i know a lot of people we crash with <laughs> yeah. that do not know lifts At, i would yeah. not I, if i went to them there's zero chance i would trust them with my exercise program yeah simply simply put yeah yeah um so it's not a perfect world. Is, is is this just the crap on every profession episode? I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, you know, don't even get me, you know, once you get a start on Western medicine, it's just the end of, <sighs> the end of it. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, um, do not just start going to Kairos for adjustments left and right, because at yeah. the end of the day, um, I'm not saying every Kairos is bad, obviously, but nope. what we're saying is you should be treated individually, and you should look at every mm-hmm. joint as its individual joint. I mean, like Taylor and I were saying, my lower body's super lax and my upper body's super tight and Taylor's opposite. And that's just within our, our own bodies. So yeah. it's like, you can't even, a lot of people say, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm super flexible. And yeah, they can t- put their hands on the floor straight legged. So yeah. they have flexible hamstrings. But then I see them walking around forward head posture. Through and, and, they, and, 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 you know, they can hardly pull their shoulders yeah. back. And I'm like, and... well, clearly not. I, yeah, not everywhere. Or, oh, I used to be a gymnast, so I'm like, so I'm able to do all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, you do have a lot of really good joints, but that means you need to stabilize now because now right. that you're older, you don't need that laxity. No, you don't. So you should never. Those people, you shouldn't be going to. The mm-hmm. car, you should be going to the PT yeah. for stability exercises. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and you know, this is just anecdotal too, but um, I have some uh, older patients who uh, they come see me. They are some of the stiffest individuals I've ever seen in my life, and. They are just now having issues with their joints when they're like 60 or 70. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. see a lot of people think how many people, well, let's put it in this perspective. How many people do you think can stand there with their legs straight and put their hands on the floor? <laughs> if you had to put a, even a guess on the percent of population. One to two. Exactly. If, exactly. If. And that's for us deemed good or ideal, right? Yeah. Like it just in a, ra- a random I mean, don't be wrong. You can get into the weeds with range, ideal range of motion and mm-hmm. that stuff. But like, we I, we identify everyone that can't do that as mm-hmm. stiff, and that's almost everyone in the population. You're telling me that everyone in the everyone in the ninety some percent of the population is in pain because of it? No. Well, well, and I mean, I I, I already hate that as be, as a benchmark because no, it's yeah. it, you know so it, it's well, and you know for me, like I can touch the ground, and it is not because of hamstring flexibility. Let me it's tell you, back. it's my my back is very flexible. See, and mine's the opposite. My back can't move; it's a <laughs> yeah. rock, and yeah. my and my hamstrings are extremely flexible. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's 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 a dumb test, but nonetheless, I mean, you're right. Just because you're just because you're flexible or not flexible does not dictate your pain. Nope. Um, but it's more reason why you need to know your body, and you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you need everything to be personalized to you. Yeah. Everything should be personalized to you because that's yeah. how your body moves. Your body's different than the person next to you, even mm-hmm. from your family members. Yeah. Uh, and 
especially uh, in regards to like outpatient uh, PT, um, a p patient who knows their body, who's in tune with it, knows how it moves. They understand what things feel like. Um, those people are great to treat, great to work with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Um, always, uh, what is it? Um, always classy stay. Always classy stay, actual PT nation. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs>